Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at himself in the mirror and after looking away, they forget what they look like. You may be seated. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, how you doing? Would you look at the person beside you and say, I just want to know, how you doing? Look at him and say, no, really, really, I really want to know. How you really doing? How you doing? Dr. James Taylor from the University of San Francisco, he authored a book that I want to offer to all of the parents who are here. The book is entitled Raising Generation Tech. Raising Generation Tech. Preparing your children for a media-fueled world. Raising Generation Tech. Preparing your children for a media-fueled world. The author raises a compelling argument against America's approach to parenting. To our own detriment, we are applying undue pressure on those in puberty that suggest only A's are applauded. We are registering within the minds of our children that if they do not come in first place, then they might as well have come in last. It sends the subliminal message that they are only worthy of their parents' love when they meet parents' expectations. It's making us mad scientists without lab coats. And then we feign surprise when time reveals that all we did was create little Frankensteins. These seeds that parents have been planting harvest a crop of human doings and not human beings. While it's not algebra, the equation measures out to be accomplishment equals self-esteem. Accomplishment equals self-esteem. The marriage between self-esteem and achievement is an abusive relationship. Because what it says, that if you are not achieving, you have no reason to love yourself. If you are not the best, then you are the worst. Unfortunately, we end up as grown-ups who are successful but unhappy because the accomplishment 
never brought satisfaction. Most of the young people who are on medication don't live in the hood. They live in the suburbs. They have all of the access but still cannot find any joy because it is not matched with an accomplishment. When God created man, he said, that's good. And we had done nothing. Our only accomplishment was being made in his image. When Jesus was baptized, his father announced from heaven, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus had not preached. He had not performed any miracles. He had not called any disciples. He was being celebrated for being. You don't know what demonic chokehold you are getting ready to break in this moment because somebody who you are sitting near has never heard the words you are about to declare would you look at whoever's next to you and would you just say to them you are good enough come on I need you to say it out loud you are good enough Look at your neighbor, tell them you have what it takes. You are born for this hour. You are better than what they think you are. There is something in you that nobody else has. If you know you needed that word of affirmation today, would you give God glory even right now just to know I'm good enough? Don't let anybody undermine or underestimate your value. You don't have to bring anything to the table but your appetite. Because if you sit at the table with me, you ought to be blessed just to be in my company. It is my being that blesses you. The connection is so strong that those who function under human doing judge themselves not just on how they perform on major assignments, but also how they perform on mundane tasks. We have become so thirsty for validation that we seek affirmation from those who have no qualifications. How have you allowed your whole life value to be reduced by how many likes you have on Instagram? How in the world are you mad about who doesn't follow you when you never lead any leadership? You don't need a blue check by your name when you know you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. 
David gives us the example that sometimes I got to encourage myself. You would be amazed at how many people think you are arrogant and stuck up and they don't know I got to talk myself off the ledge. I got to tell myself that I'm halfway cute. I got to tell myself that I'm still pulling it together. I got to tell myself that I haven't fallen off. Softly musicians, I need you to understand in this moment that there is nothing wrong with encouraging yourself. Hear this, especially when you were not raised with a support system. There are people who take family life for better. But there are those who know that the, it is a wonder you made it this far when nobody was pushing you, nobody was encouraging you, but you just made up in your mind, I got to do better for myself than the examples that were set before me. People around you don't know the strength it takes just to get out of the bed every morning. They don't know the strength it takes not to have some alcohol to take the edge off. They don't know the stress it takes not to talk, call somebody back who you know is toxic to your existence. I don't need you to do this for the pastor. I don't need you to do it for, the, for your neighbor. But would you give God glory for who you are? Flaws and all that God is getting the glory out of your life. Many adults who were raised to be human beings, you can tell that they were raised to be human doings. Hear this, because they find their identity in what they do. So when you meet them, the first thing they tell you about themselves is what they do to suggest that what they do is who they are. And you got to be careful because some people will treat you better based off of what they think you do. But they know what you do but never know who you are. You can be a brain surgeon and be nasty. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You can have a PhD and have no common sense. People, according to Maya Angelou, they may not remember what you did, what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. If you want to impress me, don't tell me what you do. Tell me who you are. Tell me that if it had not been for the Lord on my side. When you are able to separate who you are from what you do, you can lose your job without losing your mind. Because you understand if God gave me this job, it means that God got another one around the corner. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Is there anybody in this room who had it going on? Here's your shout when you had nothing. Anybody in this room had haters when you had nothing? Anybody in here had to fight the enemy when you had 
Because it wasn't about what you had. It was about who you are. Failure is an inevitable part of our lives, but we have become so wired for success that we have digested the false pablum that failure is inexcusable. The very aroma of failure now wafts of unbearable pain and unspeakable trauma. As if because of your failure, it will define you for the rest of your life. Thomas Edison famously put it this way, I will not say I failed a thousand times. I discovered a thousand ways that it will not work. Your failure was necessary for your success. John Fitzgerald Kennedy said, if you want to see a great success, look for a great failure. Because anybody who has ever succeeded at something had to fail first. I got to give a news flash for somebody in this room, somebody online, your marriage might have failed, the diet might have failed, the business might have failed, the idea might have failed, the surgery might have failed, but you didn't fail because you are still here. You ought to be giving God glory because the enemy tried to make you filled with shame and embarrassment and tried to make you feel like you didn't have success inside of you. But sometimes you got to look back over your life and say, Lord, thank you for living me through that failure so I could stand where I am today. Your failure was necessary for your humanity. Be seated, please. Musicians, I walk by myself for a minute. I need you to hear this. Your failure was necessary for your humanity. Because had you succeeded at everything, you would think that God was not necessary. But God needed you to go through some failure to humble you so that you would know I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Don't let these church people fool you and act like they never failed at nothing. I know you holy, but you don't slept with somebody. I know you holy, but you don't cussed at some point. I know you love God, but you done had a bad day. Failure is a part of the journey. Failure proves I am not perfect, but God is. And because I am human, it does not mean I am unmotivated. Because I am human and have had some failure, it doesn't mean I am absent of goals or devoid of drive. I am a human being. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody in this room. I am hum a human being and don't judge me too quick because I know I didn't dot all my eyes. I know I didn't cross all my T's. I know I don't always speak in the best English, but I'm doing the best I can with what I have. I 
get sick of these folk who always want to judge other people when you don't know what the struggle is like just to be able to raise these kids you don't know what I'm going through not to blow my brains out you don't know how hard it is trying to make ends meet when the check is not sufficient look at your neighbor and say I know I dropped the ball but I'm doing the best I can I'm doing the best I can with what I have the word Christian the word Christian is a noun and English teachers taught us that nouns need a verb the word Christian is a noun and you remember this from fourth grade is a noun needs a verb a noun is a person a place or a thing a verb is an action Therefore, your Christianity requires you to take action. You cannot be a Christian and the only thing you do is shout in church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You cannot be a Christian and all you do is sing in the choir. God did not call me to sit still. He has called me to take action. There are folk who can't stand you because they think you're doing too much. But that's because they don't know who your father is. There's so many ideas that are running through your head that you don't even know which one you're going to do first. Look at your neighbor and say, can I prophesy to you? I said, look at your neighbor and say, can I prophesy to you? This year, your life is going to be an action movie. That every week, God is going to make a move in your behalf. Every week, God is going to change some stuff that's on the table. Some action has got to happen. One of the simplest, one of the simplest and most complex verbs you can find in the lexicon of our language is the word do. I need everybody to shout that word, do. D-O, not D-U-E, D-O. Would you just point at that neighbor and say, do. Every person online, I need you to write it in the chat right now, do. Do, watch this, to do means to cause to happen. To do means to perform at the highest level. In other words, don't tell me what to do. Or you can't tell me what to do. 1 Corinthians 16 and 14, 1 Corinthians 16 and 14 says do everything in love. If they ask you why I did it, I did it for love. Hallelujah. If you're going to do it just so you can hold it over my head, don't do it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If you're going to help me just so you can tell everybody that you helped me, keep it. I'd rather starve to death than a Negro always reminding me what you did for me. If you're going to do it, do it for love. 
Philippians, Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Maybe y'all forgot what it means. It means to make things happen, to perform at the highest level. I can perform at the highest level. I can make things happen. Why? Because Christ is in me. Look at the person beside and say, you don't even know what I do. I got a job I'm not qualified for. I'm living in a house I don't qualify for. I'm getting ready to have a position I don't qualify for. My child is going to a school that they don't qualify for. If they ask you how you did it, I can do all things. Psalm 118 verse number 6 The Lord is with me. God, I think I went too far. Lay hands on yourself. I said lay hands on yourself even at home and repeat Psalm 118 verse 6. Repeat after me. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can people do to me? I need you to know whoever don't like it, it ain't your issue, it's theirs. Anybody that thinks they can stop the will of God over your life, tell them go ahead and try it. What you think you can do to me? Most difficult words that Jesus gave to us to live by is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Some of you all are not going to be blessed because you don't know how to treat people. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to handle people. But the world would be a better place if we would do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Would you look at your neighbor and say, I wish I had somebody praying for me. I wish I had somebody who would go to God on my behalf. I wish I could get somebody happy for me. Would you look at your neighbor and tell them you do? I'm sitting right next to you. I came to give God glory for whatever it is you going after. I'm going to make it do what it do. That when the praises go up, the blessings. James admonishes us. Don't just listen to the word. Do what it says. Hallelujah. I need you to wave your hand at me and say, I'm going to do what it says. Come on, I said, lay, wave your hand at me and say, I'm going to do what it says. Keep waving that hand. I'm going to do what it says. What does it say? Lay hands on the sick. I'm going to do what it says. Cast out devils. I'm going to lay it aside. I'm going to do what it says. Lay aside every waste. I'm going to pull down stronghold. Whatever I ask for is coming to pass for me. I'm going to do what it says. He only tells me to do 
what is doable. I better give it to you again. He only tells me to do what is doable. If it could not be done, then God would not have trusted me with it. I know that there is no examples for me. There's no role model. There is no mentor. But if God told me it's going to happen, then I believe it can be done. James chapter 2. James chapter 2, verse 14 through 17. Be seated, I'm coming. James chapter 2, verse 14 through 17. Faith by itself is nothing if it is not accompanied by action. That's dead faith. Your faith, I need y'all to hear me, new birth. Your faith requires a verb. James is not suggesting that our doing legitimizes our faith. He is saying that our faith must generate some action. Jesus came to a lame man. And when he came to that lame man, he said to him, take up your bed and walk. In other words, if you got faith, then you should be demonstrating it. God did not heal him for him to lay there. God raised him so that he could function in the assignment God just gave him. I think I went too fast. Let me get, give you this point right quick. He said to him, take up your bed. In other words, in other words, if you got faith, you got to demonstrate your faith. It's only my Get Fresh crew right here that got it. If you got faith, you got to demonstrate your faith. It's only the people watching online that understand. If you got faith, you got to demonstrate your faith because my faith requires an action. Pastor, what are you saying to me? I said, whatever it is that you are believing God for, if you got faith that it's going to happen, then you ought to demonstrate it. If you don't think it's going to happen, sit there with your arm folded. But if you believe that before this month is over, God is going to do it, then you got to demonstrate. Y'all the slow class, demonstrate how you're going to act when the bill gets paid. Demonstrate how you're going to respond when the doctor said I can't find nothing wrong. Demonstrate when the check comes in the mail that they owed you from two years ago. Demonstrate when your child gets their life back in order and back in focus. Your faith requires action. If you don't believe it, don't demonstrate it. But if you believe it's got to happen, What, I need somebody to write this down, what you believe is expressed in how you behave. What you believe is expressed in how you behave. Some of you don't believe God, and I can tell by how you behave. We are not saved by doing. We are saved for doing. 
Pastor, say that again. We are not saved by doing. We are saved for doing. Pastor, unpack that. What does that mean? God did not give grace to me because of the good stuff I done. He gave grace to me because of the stuff he needs me to do. I need an anointing on my life for the assignment he has called me to do because what I'm called to do is not easy. You remember in John chapter 2, they ran out of wine. When they ran out of wine, Mary went to Jesus and said, uh, we got a problem. And uh, Jesus said to his mother, don't worry me, it ain't my time yet. And the mother ignored her son and said to the catering staff, whatever he tells you to do, just do that. Some of y'all been looking for a confirmation. Here's your sign. Would you point at somebody in the next section and tell them whatever he told you to do, just do that. If he told you to leave that job, told you to leave that relationship, told you to leave that church, whatever he told you to do, you got to do that. Don't get so caught up in what I am doing that you can't see who I'm becoming. Don't get caught up in what I'm doing that you can't see who I am becoming. Becoming, watch this, is not a verb, it is an adjective that dress is becoming. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. That salary is becoming to his position. That is the adjective. But becoming is also a noun. It is the process of coming into something. Look at the person beside you and say, you may want to move over because something is getting ready to happen on this road that I'm not sure you are prepared for. I need you to just elbow the people around you and say, I'm going to need some space right here because I got too many people in my life who got record of my doing but got no idea about my becoming. Hallelujah. I may not be who I should be. I thank God I'm not what I used to be. But when God gets finished working on me, I shall come forth. 1 Samuel chapter 10. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, the man of God, Samuel, encounters a young Saul and gives him direction for his life and then anoints his head with oil. Hallelujah. The man of God says to Saul in verse number six, the spirit of the Lord is coming upon you and you will prophesy to them and turn into another man. Y'all just miss what I said. He said, when I put this anointing on your life, not only are you going to prophesy, but you're going to become somebody different. 
I got to get out of here. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, a whole lot of people don't like me. Come on, look at that neighbor and say, can I be honest with you? There were seasons of my life that I didn't like myself, but I came to tell the devil I like who I'm becoming. I like what I'm changing into. I like that I am evolving. I'm not the woman that I used to be. I'm not the man that folk think that they know. But God said, I anointed you for your becoming. And when I anoint your head, you're going to change right in front of them. Would you look at the folk around you and say, take a good look at me. This is the last day. I'm a struggle with self-esteem. This is the last day. I'm going to need somebody else to tell me who I am. This is the last day that I carry the wounds of what other people said about me. But I am becoming the head and not the tail. I am becoming over and not under. I am becoming a lender and not a boss. I, I like who I'm becoming. I got to get out of here. God ain't finished with me yet. But catch me in a couple of weeks. If the devil was going to play me, he should have did it in April. But I like who I'm becoming. There was a season of my life I didn't feel comfortable eating by myself. But now, table for one, please. I like who I'm becoming. Dress to impress other people. I'll put something old on and still be flyer than you because I like. I like who I'm becoming. I said, grab yourself, hug yourself, hold yourself tight. Come on, squeeze yourself. You want to know why life got uncomfortable? Do you want to know why you felt like you were under pressure? Do you want to know why all of a sudden life has got heavy? God said, Jamal, tell the people of New Birth that today they are caterpillars and they're stuck in a cocoon. But when they praise me, they're coming out of it and they're gonna be who they are supposed to be. Don't shout for a car, shout for who you are becoming. Give God glory for what you turn it into. Lift up your voice like better days. Break out of that cocoon. Open up your mouth. You gonna be stronger. You gonna be wiser. You gonna be smarter. Break out.
Lift up that hand. You have no idea how many caterpillars die in the cocoon because they get tired of fighting for their own wings. I'll say for those of you who haven't had a whole lot of support, hadn't had a great push, have had no affirmation, he said, today I need you to fight for who you see yourself becoming. That I'm not always gonna be alone. I'm not always gonna be unhappy. I'm not always gonna be living off of this measly check. But I'm breaking into something. I'm not talking about no material stuff. I'm talking about for your own identity. Some of y'all can't worship because you ain't got no vision for yourself. But if you see yourself a whole lot better than who you are today, I'm giving you 30 seconds to just open up your mouth and praise God for your future self. Hey. Come on, I can't hear nobody. I said praise him for your future self for what I'm going to look like in 2024 for your future self. Lift up that hand. I want to pray for your future you. I feel something about to break right through here. Would somebody shout out loud, thank you for what I'm becoming. <laughs> Lift up that hand, please. You're more than a conqueror. There's an assignment over your life. There are a hundred different ways you could have died by now. You had a hundred different reasons to give up, throw in the towel, wave the white flag. But God said, you can't do it yet. You haven't become what I see you as. I pray over every lifted hand that this month, you will have signs, here it is, that you've changed. You will have confirmation that something is going on with you. When people who are familiar with you say you've changed, tell them thank you. That was the goal that God had for my life. I don't have to perform for God's approval. All I got to do is be. And because of that, I believe that God's getting ready to touch me again. That I am going to change in front of the people who thought they could stereotype me. He's going to put me together in the presence of those who tried to break me. 
and those of you here it is your faith comes into agreement with my faith can I give it to you this way your faith requires an action give God glory based off of what you believe come on I say give him glory based off of what you believe about him and you I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.